The gospel reading for this morning comes from John's gospel, beginning in the first chapter at the sixth verse. It is written, There was once a man, his name John, sent by God to point out the way to the lifelight. He came to show everyone where to look, who to believe in. John was not himself the light. He was there to show the way to the light. When Jews from Jerusalem sent a group of priests and officials to ask John who he was, he was completely honest. He didn't evade the question. He told the plain truth. I am not the Messiah. They pressed him, who then, Elijah? I am not. The prophet? No. Exasperated, they said, who then? We need an answer for those who sent us. Tell us something, anything about yourself. I'm thunder in the desert. Make the road straight for God. I'm doing what the prophet Isaiah preached. Those sent to question him were from the Pharisee party. Now they had a question of their own. If you're neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, why do you baptize? And John answered, I baptize only using water. A person you don't recognize has taken his stand in your midst. He comes after me, but he is not in second place to me. I'm not even worthy to hold his coat for him. These conversations took place in Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing at the time. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh Lord, we are frightened of the dark. Don't leave us in the darkness. We stumble, lose our way, can't see others or even ourselves in the dark. Lord, shine in our world. Be bright in our lives. Shine into the corners of our souls and give us light. Give us hope. Give us life. Lord, we're drawn here this day to worship you, drawn to your light. So shine in the darkness. Shine through us. Open our minds, our hearts, our ears to your word for us this day. Amen. I remember bedtimes as a child and being a bit uncertain, shall we say, of the dark. I was comforted by knowing my parents were near in the other rooms of our house. We had a nightly routine that would involve prayers and my mom tucking us into bed. And I remember being comforted every night by a wind-up teddy bear who slept in the same bed with me until I was about nine. He had a key in the back that you could turn. 
and the result would be soothing music box rendition of Brahms' lullaby. Now, no matter what was going on in my childish world, that lullaby voice would ease my fears and point me to sleep every night. If you get nothing else out of what else I have to say today, hear this. Nothing tames our fears of the dark like a light or a voice. Now Israel was in darkness, the darkness of political oppression. Judea was occupied by Rome. These are the people on whom light has dawned, says John. But before there was light, there were voices. Voices in the darkness. And now there was another such voice, and it belonged to John the Baptist. Now you know, all of the Gospels tell us about John. Yet we get our most detailed information from Matthew and Luke. They tell us that he ate bugs, lived in the desert, wore camel hair, that he was really a pretty strange dude. But John's Gospel tells us none of this. All that John tells us is that John the Baptist was a voice, a witness, a voice telling people to prepare for someone else. Notice, please, that John just isn't all that articulate either. About all he can say is who he is not. He isn't the Messiah, he's just not. And he's not Elijah or the prophet or anyone to whom anyone would pay particular attention. He is just a voice crying in the wilderness. You don't need to be perfect in what you say. You just need to be honest. And the real truth is that John, he's also waiting. He goes on to say that the one for whom he is preparing is great. He doesn't seem to know many of the details, only that he is preparing the way. He only knows that when he comes, he will be light in the darkness. A voice paves the way for the arrival of light. John is a witness to the light. Now that's really a pretty strange statement when you think about it. Have you ever walked outside on a beautiful summer day and said, I would like to bear witness that this is a bright and sunny morning. Light needs no witness. It is self-evident. It bears witness to itself. But the irony is that our souls depend on the light of God. God uses us as witnesses to point out the light, the light that has always been here from creation's very beginning until now. So the question comes down to, 
What does it mean to be a witness? Well, a witness has seen something. We all know that. We've seen enough courtroom TV dramas to know that a witness is valuable because he or she has seen something, something crucial that will either help convict a criminal or set an innocent person free. But you cannot witness to what you haven't seen. So I ask you today, have you seen Jesus? The living light? You know, most people today regard religion as something that's a private matter, and they really don't want to hear about someone else's particular beliefs. And John directed people away from himself and toward Jesus, and the people tried not to let him do that. They asked him questions about himself. You talk about Jesus, and people still try and change the subject. And all we need to do is the same thing John did. Point to Jesus. Folks, hear this. Jesus still speaks for himself. And his words and his actions are the very word incarnate. Our words, our voices are but air. But Jesus is full of grace and truth. In the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, the light of God's love and the darkest parts of humanity came together. And we learn quite quickly what happens when darkness and light try to coexist. It is out in the open, it is very public, it is so certain. So I just want to try a little exercise today. We are now voices in the darkness of our day, making our way through another Advent time. So I'm going to ask you to turn to each other and share for just a couple of minutes why you came here today. Why is your faith, and maybe even this congregation, important to you? Just take a couple minutes. I want you to know you have increased my hope this morning. I came to realize that we expect people to talk about church and talk about Jesus outside of here. And if we never talk about why it's important to us here, our hopes of you sharing that outside of these doors are probably not that great. So hearing your voices so readily raised is hopeful to me. And I want to encourage you this morning because the world still longs for good news. You folks, you have it in abundance to share. All you need to do is simply be a voice that points to Jesus. Because you see, we are now the way preparers. We're the road construction crew. Remember this day, what John is now reaching across time to remind us, 
that a voice in the darkness prepares the way for the arrival of light, we can only prepare the way. Jesus comes to us and to the world in his own way, on his own terms. So to God be the glory, for I believe that this is good news of great joy for all the people. Amen.